0: I think you have to almost be, well, pretty crazy and unrealistic to even start a project like this.
1: Hi, I'm Eddie Moretti, and uh, welcome to uh, a new Vice podcast. I'm here with uh, Cody Wilson, who's the subject of one of our new documentaries, Click, Print, Gun. Gun control
0: for us is a fantasy, <laughs> in a way that like people say, well, you're being unrealistic about printing a gun. I think it's more unrealistic now, especially going forward, to think you could ever control this technology.
1: We're going to talk about his interests and in pursuits and the documentary. It's taking off almost two million video views in like three or four days, uh, has 17,000 likes, 1,400 dislikes, so that's a ratio of 10 to one. Now that, I don't know if people like the doc or they like you, but it's a high like to dislike ratio, um, and it's got about 15,000 comments, which is a lot of comments, so we're gonna get to some of those comments later. We were actually just talking about it, like how do you feel that this is a YouTube hit? If it is, well, like and dislikes is an interesting measure of engagement,
0: if that's the yeah. word we wanna use, so I, I don't know if it's about me or if even if they like the message or me, maybe
1: it's just good entertainment. That's one of the things I worry about, it's just something that's interesting for like a week. Right, so you want to make sure that your message gets through. It's, you know, a exotic subject and it's, you know, about guns, which is controversial, so there's an entertainment factor there, but you're worried about a political message getting through or No, I, I I think we've been pretty successful with that.
0: I call it a mind virus. I think that's happening. I'm just saying when someone says, Oh, they like the documentary, no,
1: not really. It's a it's a weak measure of But that's but that's what a lot of social media uses to measure they don't have too many dislike Sure. sure. We're in a better position than if everyone disliked it. Right. But that's, you use the word
0: exotic. I think it's where it is. It's a participatory exoticism or something. So, oh, great, I can consume
1: this interesting thing I'll never really participate in. Right. Not to be. Like is a big umbrella to capture that that whatever energy or sentiment or whatever. So, okay, just really briefly tell us where this started. I know in the documentary you say that you and your colleague. Um, came up with the idea but like what you know there was an idea that preceded the eureka moment of let's print a gun part or a gun right talk about the idea that preceded the eureka moment and then talk about the eureka moment it it really was almost a seamless
0: progression to this oh wow we could do it exactly this way we imagined the way we've been doing it now on video and on online so uh, Bindenio was talking about arms manufacturing on a phone call with me one time. Why? Uh, see, he's, he's even more <laughs> waywardly eccentric than I am. And uh, he's just, we're not afraid to, to do unintelligent things, but we're also not afraid to just do experimental things. And, uh, I was doing, law school, I was just wrapping up a super pack that I had experimented with for a little bit, an old 527. Just a yeah, long story, but uh, we were just looking for something to do. We believe in this post-political, trans-political moment. Engagement in standard politics is just uh, a waste of time. So it, it happened in the course of really one phone call. So, uh, the one phone call, you, you, you basically said, Wow, let's print a gun. It became practical. First, it was practical. Oh, what about arms manufacture? Well, uh, everyone does arms manufacture. The market's saturated. Well, why would we want to do this? And he talked about alternative ways of making arms. And then it then proceeded to, Well, have you heard of these 3D
1: printers? And, and at that point, yeah, I'd heard of them, but in the ways other people had just. So, the idea that preceded it was to disrupt or what did you call it, we, a post-political? What? Well, right, it, it, the idea was, for something ideologically important and
0: significant, And we thought, wow, well, these 3D printers were hooked up to the internet, and what if they could print, not innocuous things, but relevant things? Yeah. And we immediately realized it. Well, can you print a gun? Not because, oh, it would just be interesting to print a gun, but what would it mean to be able to print a gun, and yeah. have that online? Yeah. Uh, very quickly then we set to the research to
1: figure out if it was possible physically. The excitement to do something that disrupts um, is kind of everywhere in the documentary. Or you know, you talk about democratic consensus with a level of skepticism, contempt. Yeah, is, contempt. Is a better word. Um, you know, you you criticize this Fukuyamist idea. You call it yeah. the end of history. Yeah. You criticize neoliberalism. You call it ridiculous. There, there's no genuine politics left anymore. That our politicians today are just trying to preserve the interests of a relatively autonomous group of bankers. Yeah. So what's the ultimate object of your scorn then? Is it the bankers at the end of the day? No, there's no, there's no, <laughs> no
0: ultimate object of scorn. Uh, that, that's just um, a Baroque cynicism. Right. It's real large. Uh, no, there's no one target. I don't, I, in fact, I don't believe in, so like Foucault's description of powers, that is actually diffuse and all around us and anonymous. I don't believe that there's a like cabal to attack or up, a group of puppet masters, really. Yeah. I'm just. I was re-describing what I thought American politics actually was. But now power is uh, a much bigger problem than well, there's some bankers with a lot of money, and they should really have it, you know, put to them. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a much bigger deal. So I'm interested in starting points for alternative strategies of opposition. if, if that's just discursive, fine. If it's
1: material, fine. Uh, I want it all. And um, Bitcoin, printable guns. I want to be involved in all of this and the ultimate target then, or the ultimate critique is a critique of power. Yeah, you could say it that way, man, I, I hate to just... But it's pretty broad, right?
0: Yeah. Like it loses all of its uh, content when you just write it. So it's big. easier when you say bankers or global neoliberalism. Yeah, that I mean, but again, it's just, you. you name me a subject and I'll be critical of it, that's just how I am, so. Yeah. I, I feel, I don't want people to take away from I mean, is, that, a, is that libertarianism, by the way? Because are you even so. called a libertarian? or I, I've, Yeah, I'm, I think I'm dispositionally a libertarian. Like my attitude towards civil liberties mm-hmm. is a libertarian one, but I don't I think, identify as a libertarian, Yeah, if that's
1: the question. Right, okay, good. <laughs> we got <laughs> yeah. that figured out. <laughs> it's, so
0: I, it's not like I would vote, you know what I mean? I right. don't believe in this concept. Never, the system isn't built to put Gary Johnson right. into office. But, I don't even accept that
1: possibility. It's, um, well, go ahead. But I was gonna say, um, it does it sound, or it could sound, like you, what you're really interested in is sort of disruption itself as a, as a way of life? That's, yeah, sure. Broadly speaking. So like Neche uh, talks about, well,
0: what's the revolutionary ethic? What does it mean to, and I'm not just, I don't want to talk about the revolutionary imagination specifically, but yes, you have to be almost fanatically devoted to just a negative form of, of action to do something like this. And in fact, it would take on its own lifestyle. While I, I still believe in the quality of production, uh, private property,
1: ideas like that. I believe yeah, in the I mean, there's a One, one you know, there's that shot when you're um, um, shitting on global neoliberalism, you're driving a BMW and you're talking exactly. about a reasonably expensive cell exactly phone. So the glasses explain that then, like yeah. how you exist in a kind of structure and system that you're also pulling from in order to disrupt or is that like... I'm not sure it's that intentional I'm I'm happy to accept it if,
0: if it's perceived to be some kind of contradiction fine but I, I believe in markets and not capitalism with a C if that makes sense. That car is not an expensive car and the phone was an expensive phone. I believe that you should be able to buy things uh, without interruption or, or coercion or, or interference for governments right. and markets. Right. Um, and in fact capitalism to me I accept the left definition of capitalism which is a kind of state propped institution of more or less imperial tendencies and tends toward monopoly and, and plutocracy, and uh, I don't accept this social
1: state of affairs. And you're not happy with the progressivist uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, attempt to like you know blunt some of that imperialism or plutocracy that's or, just it. it's, or do you it's, think it's only that
0: nominally it's only that spiritually they think that's what they're doing and that's what's so frustrating about. but aren't they doing it a little bit no, like no, no, isn't not Obama incrementally better no, than Mitt Romney not at all no not in the least in fact progressivism has cast its lot with the fate of capitalism what is the True. progressivist idea now that we can share the fruits of, of capitalism it's not even reformist to a major degree. You get some people saying, oh, let's do away with personative corporations. Well, that's, uh, that's desperate, but they really believe that, well, we can actually make capitalism better and work for us all.
1: Is it like a European liberal kind of notion of social kind of democracy, uh, I'm not where sure. everyone, basically the American progressivist agenda wants everyone to have a really good paying middle class job? It's middle class body and spirit. And that's its problem. It
0: doesn't have a revolutionary goal. It doesn't have historical perspective. Yeah. It does nothing but apologize for monopoly capitalism and enable it, right? So you get things, um, any, any political or policy solution you get right now actually encourages market stratification and uh, they don't but, know what they're doing. Yeah. But, and they want to be judged by their intentions and that's
1: lazy and it's yeah. moralistic and I, and I hate their interference in what would otherwise be an equitable outcome. What's wrong with the fact that American liberals want everyone to have a good middle class wage. Why does everyone need to have a revolutionary uh, program? It's not that you, that you need one,
0: but that we believe in fundamental inequalities that are built into this system. In fact, that the, what we live in is a totally unjust one and that it doesn't matter that, uh, to say like, well, this is the best of all possible worlds and aren't you happy with your BMW and aren't you happy with your phone? This is a way of apologizing for vast evil if we can use that word, or vast injustices. Mm-hmm. I believe in social equality. I don't believe that for some reason, or status or otherwise, but that you should have some hierarchy
1: or, or some power over me. You criticize ideas about a better future. You criti- criticize the, the notion of like something that is whole and good and like an endpoint to history, but like, uh, if you're If you believe in like radical equality um social equality isn't that a kind of vision of an endpoint to history that is whole and good and no not at all and in fact so particularly you might i'm
0: sure you could, you could see it it's a critique of this Hegelian sense well it's all synthesis, gonna it's all this gonna work out yeah. you know and the surface synthesis of of all things people are deeply committed to that um even even Marxism is, is in that same frame of mind. I'm not, I'm not driving for a result, but no, what I'm trying to say with that is everyone thinks, uh, so you have the difference of socialism from above and socialism from below. Everyone thinks they can use their institution, their state institution, mm-hmm. their legislative process to engineer, or one of the ways of, I have put it is counterfeit
1: moral progress by writing it down on paper or something. But that's the Constitution, and you claim the Second <laughs> no, Amendment. Not at all. As like a, not at all. You know, a, I that's what humans do, though, right? We engineer. They try to centralize power. Yeah. Or engineer <laughs> yeah. a, 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 you know, uh, the world around them.
0: Sure, sure. And I, I'm saying you shouldn't be able to interfere with certain kinds of rights like property or, right. or really any, any kind of spontaneous action, free action, free association. And this is um, at least a symbolic way of demonstrating you're, you're not going to be able to control guns. What? I think it will apply to commerce as well with, yeah. with things like Bitcoin. And then once, once that dam is broken, we'll forget about it.
1: E- yeah, and what you're adding to the idea of kind of free commerce is this, you know, very provocative instrument called a gun. Uh, doesn't that kind of change um, the, the, the terms of, the, of, of, of what you're proposing a little bit? Because are you, you know, the gun is essentially going to end up being used for things and not just become a symbol. Yeah, it's 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 a real thing as well. That's what upsets a lot of people that we're not just
0: willing to play a theory game, but we're actually willing to make right. this real. Yeah, of course I, I recognize it'll be used. I'm not sure if what the question that you're asking me is.
1: I mean, you know, it just becomes. It sounds like it's an act of revolution rather than, uh, you know, a just a disruption of a system of manufacturing. Mm-hmm. I I don't believe I believe that this system is, is this basically. The question is: Is this your revolutionary gesture no 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 so let's let's separate it right
0: now I hate to I hate to explain it so explicitly but this system understands force and in fact invites violence because it, it' it can work on that plane but once you move the struggle into the symbolic from the physical to the physical if you will it can't it can't answer it can't respond in kind in fact, if we were to just go out on the street print some guns off and start shooting people at belt, it can handle that but the idea Of putting this online, then creating what we call a potentiality, where you, anyone, can be is now a suspect criminal. This is something the system can't handle because it has to know everything and see everything. I think it's a kind of overbidding that's so challenging.
1: In fact, to the point of maybe destruction. So, so the the idea then, the ambition is to have people and have the system respond to these threats in mechanically or otherwise through law or through. I'm I'm eager to see what the response is rather than you'd like to see a million people, a million of your video viewers um, go out, print a gun, and then threaten uh, uh, like you, you know, know, the National Guard or something. Uh, no, exactly, I don't, I don't think it happens that way. I, it's, you're more interested it's in the, the
0: discursive way. like reaction to I, what you're doing. I think that's really how how you do it, and what, I'm, what do I mean by it? Like I, I think you expand free spheres of action by just changing, so Gustave Landar said the state is a condition, just like a mode of behavior, how we behave. With each other. We don't. If you don't use an intermediating institution, you've obviated the need for the state. So peer-to-peer currencies, I can just download a gun, print it online. It's teaching practical anarchism. It's not saying, print this out. Although I love scaring the Trini Pragis with the idea that anyone could print one out. But that's just uh, like a bonus. That's not really my. I'm not a three percent patriot saying like, it's time to print these out and get to town. You know. I think it's the best way to put it.
1: And what happens or how would you feel if um, the practice is adopted en masse and it becomes uh, potentially a problem and people die? It's a fair
0: question. I just don't know how realistic it is. One, because the capital is so, it's so first world, it's so impractical, it doesn't even yet create a reliable gun. I'm working on it, don't get me wrong. But uh, you can already go to Home Depot right now and make a Sten gun. Cheap, a good one, an SMG. It
1: works, you know, spit out a ton of bullets. Why don't people do that right now? I'd, I think there's a precedent for Okay, forget about it being adopted en masse. Let's say one person downloads your yeah. CAD file and it gets involved in a homicide of some sure. sort. I mean, just hypothesize that effect on your yeah.
0: program. I'm willing to give you the, the whole hypothetical. In fact, I, I expected at some point, yeah. I, I guess, within my lifetime, if we were able to do it. And I wouldn't even suspect that it was staged. It's, it seems likely, or perhaps increasingly likely. But again, I don't think that's a reason not to pursue it. In fact, one thing you accept if you have this, if you adopt this position of negative liberty is that liberty can be abused. And maybe that sounds callous, but I accept that bad things can happen because you have freedom, because you have latitude. This is the nature of liberty. But we should do things about it after it happens. But that prescription is not a prohibition. These are not ways of handling social problems. Aren't certain
1: prohibitions
0: just sensible? I I don't know, you know of I don't know like, of a good e- historical example, and in fact they're we'll just, always enforced with monopoly powers, which again are, are,
1: is a whole another level of of, of problems. So give me a prohibition, we'll talk about. It. Uh, you know, not running a red light. I mean, that's a prohibition. Uh, is that, that, a, that that makes it's a prescription. That. Well, it's not like a
0: property, it's not like an expropriating prohibition where you can't possess or own or transfer this. You're, you're restricted from running a red light. Well, now you're just talking you're, about law generally. Well, isn't it good to have law? Yeah, yeah, I agree with the ideas, especially the ideas like natural rights or natural law or common law. These, these are things I'm sympathetic with. So when people get into conversations about anarchy, they go, well, you don't like law. No, it's not about, it's not, about not liking law. I believe in concepts like law and even punitive steps yeah, Kropotkin and a bunch of other people didn't believe in these things, but it's, it's a separate question. For me, it's a question of state and not a question of government necessarily. Government will always be around, but does it have to be state government? Does it have to be monopoly power, monopoly of violence? You're looking towards some kind of model of diffused yeah. government power. You, you see what the Seasteaders are going to start doing soon. Who are they? Uh, Peter Thiel and Patrick Friedman started a, a research group about experiments in government taking to the high seas, getting on oil rigs and cruise ships and just new experiments. And you can call it state founding, but mostly it's just experiments in intentional communities. They mm. they want to just build their own communities and see what they can do. Kind of like a bio it's Oh yeah, you know they're, yeah, like yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. they're going to live on. It's a
0: gall yeah, kind of idea, yeah. but they're going to try it and they've got enough money to do it. And I think it's exciting going forward. There should be federalist experiments in free association and mutual cooperation. Right. And it's like we're coming right back into the 19th century now where everyone was talking about this. I think there are macroeconomic trends. This mega state, the United States, is getting weaker. The West is collapsing in a glittering fashion. I love what happened in Cyprus. More to come every week, I'm sure. Fake crises all the time. We're going to... these states are simply going to have less power. And it's going to be interesting to see the way they fragment and the way they begin
1: to have to interact with populations which now hold more cards for themselves. What are the constituencies that might Adopt these positions of power, and if the if the United States, if the West, if these centralized governments start to fragment, what what could take this vacuum other than these kind of? spontaneously beautiful, anarchic conglomerates that you talk about. Yeah, I'm not like, saying they're gonna who, be beautiful. Gonna, it's who, gonna be really ugly at first. Who, who else, like what happens to you know, m- you know, know, big corporations, for instance, where do they fit in? I, I hope very much that big corporations aren't as possible
0: as they were now. I don't think you get an Apple computer or even a Microsoft necessarily when you don't have a strong state. Strong states seem to me to be the players that keep uh, market, intru- uh, market entrants from competing mm. with, now to bring back the 3D printing. Groups like 3D Systems or groups like Stratasys can be the bullies on the corner because they pretty much determine who they compete with and who they don't through these channels. And then there's regulatory capture of things like the FDA, people can't bring in drugs. And when you you disintegrate the strong state, these corporations have to face a ton of external pressures and have to get lean Mm. and start fighting again.
1: So what happens if um, you know the printable gun isn't um, disruptive to the system? What happens if yeah. it just eats it up and shuts you down, or figures out a way of like you know putting a some kind of spider bug, whatever the fuck sure, it is? Sure, Where do you go from there? <laughs> well, my actual conscience about it is divided. I don't,
0: I don't know if it even is disruptive, as, as even an idea. Is it just? Why not? Is it just something to consume? Is it just a media event? Is it even? It, it seems that it, I it's... I think
1: I think people are engaging with this as a provocative idea. I don't yeah. think this is.
0: Yeah, I, you're right. Just, a lot of a lot of people. You
1: know, it's connected with people. That's great, and, and you could say that was the highest goal. Anyway. Hopefully, you know that what we're doing right now is a discussion, you know, aimed at like the ideas and not just. the... I, I very rarely got to this point with with an interview, so I'm I'm happy that we're here now. But
0: one of my big fears is that. People prefer the forms of soft domination, pleasurable domination, engendered in their culture, to real acts, real events. If that makes sense, why would you want to be reminded that you could print a gun out and actually change something out in the street? Why? That's that's an ugly kind. Of, it's almost a burlesque of of modernity. Uh, no, I prefer American Idol. I prefer watching Vice documentaries on YouTube. I like my standard of living. Which democracy is good, man? I like this. I think it will. It might be
1: ignored. I don't. It's not necessarily that it would be uh, appreciated, but let's say it attracts attention of enough government officials and, and authorities, oh, yeah. and they they deny you licenses, they seize things, they shut this down, they go on a, a real offense uh, on the internet to look for these files, and like what what happens then? That's like two different things. I expect to be shut down at some point. Although we, I mean, we're
0: playing as smart as we can. But, I mean, I expect to be stopped, especially if it was to be disruptive. And so this might be one of the best pieces of evidence that it's not at all. The fact that I'm able to just keep doing this because they're not they're not worried about it in the least and they don't feel the need to be. But it's another thing entirely to suggest that they might be able to filter things out through the Internet. I know that it's a big game. The Internet isn't exactly stacked in privacy's favor, uh, but it's it's quite an endeavor to try to purge the
1: Internet of, of file. China does a pretty decent job yeah, of purging yeah. the Internet there. Well, you know, but What's again, to say that 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 that's not the future of the internet everywhere it's a huge undertaking what China's is doing it's, it's so big and it's so I think
0: what's more realistic is what's happening in the Middle East where people just have to cut the cables turn it off right you know, uh, it's a big and in fact and we all know China's internet situation is really porous and, and getting better if you know what to do if you can use Tor, you can do other things you can get through in fact, there are free zones, and, and corruption works in your favor there for mm. liberty. So you can buy internet access mm. in China. So, I, again, I just don't think there's a total system that, that would be able to succeed
1: along the lines of you're suggesting. Nick Bilton, uh from the New York Times said that there's an element of self aggrandizement here yeah. that you're looking for attention. Do you want to respond to him?
0: I, so there's two things I see there. There's the actual, the literal criticism, and then for me it seems to be a, like a dismissal. I and mean it's also bundled up with this idea that, well, he's young, he wants attention, he'll come around to state power eventually, don't worry about it. You know, we all, we're all there. I, I felt like that was a pretty heavy dismissal of, of the ideas. But then, too, I'll, I'll, go, I'll go with the question about self-aggrandizement. I think you have to almost be well pretty crazy and unrealistic to even start a project like this. So I recognize that. I mean, believe me, we had this ambition from the beginning. How crazy do you think you have to be, to, or how crazy do you have to be to think you could come this far with this project? Just, think, just sitting in your apartment, yeah, you know what, I think we could piss off the world. That takes a, a bit of ambition, and it has to be unrealistic, I think. So yeah, it's impossible to look, extract this from my personality, but it's not just a vehicle for me. I don't think it's just a, a chariot, and I'm not just like waving, you know, I was going to... I'm trying not to cuss in the
1: interviews. <laughs> you can <laughs> swear a little bit here. I don't care.
0: But yeah, I, so I'm willing, I'm willing to see some ground there, sure. How can you. Yeah, there's like a hypomanic
1: kind of personality what we're doing. And I mean, it's hardened by what I'm, my personality. But go ahead. Part of, you know, success in some way has to be measured by how popular this idea, not this media event or this video, but how popular your 3D printing concept is, right? I mean, so if for you to want to attract attention to yourself is kind of, you know, part of the program, right? Well, if you're not attracting attention to yourself, how's this yeah. just like a tree falling in the forest, who cares, there's, well, right. an, a, a, there's a CAD file on the internet? We've seen
0: the dull and unimaginative ways that other 3D printing projects have tried to attract attention and am not criticizing their software or their their model. They just don't have the vision of it that we do, and it's we have a purposely challenging one, and it's not strictly for attention. But I recognize, especially during the gun debate after Sandy Hook, if we brought it as more aggressive and more challenging, that it would be what we want it to be. And I, I think it worked when I said something like, How's that national conversation going? I mean, that's critical on three fucking levels, man. It's it works, yeah. And people and you, can say, Well, he's an asshole, but it worked.
1: You seem to like kind of taunt, uh, yeah. The, People like Joe Biden. Yeah, I think we should have nothing but
0: like limitless contempt for people like that. Really? Yeah, I think these are these are criminals. Joe Biden is yeah, a criminal. Definitely dangerous people. Why? Shouldn't be given power Why? at all. But what, well, yeah, what mean, he's, he's clearly doing? like a functional idiot. Like he shouldn't be given power at all. He, at least a standard deviation like below our IQ. I mean. Why should, I, why should it matter to me, what he does? And yet I have to fear his decisions, and he's gonna helm some group, telling me what my like, civil liberties are going to be, or his suggestion? Um, this, is, this is like a soft
1: form of autocracy, man. I, I don't appreciate it at all. But well, what do I, I don't understand is your analogy between like a 30-round clip, and you, know, you say, there's no difference, or you answer the question, why do I need a 30-round clip? with um, you know, another question, which is why do you need two houses or why does anyone need to make more than $400,000? I don't totally get the comparison. It's, it's, not right?
0: the, it's, it's, it's not the best way to answer that question, but I was trying to make it more about property specifically and that there seem to be always at the margin these excuses to expropriate us or to invade in our property rights mm. for some reason or another to prevent victimization, harassment, right. excess. These are the only things that legislation even serves to do anymore. Well, don't hurt yourself or well, don't hurt other people. Right. Uh, this is dull and dim, um, but I know it's not the best way to answer the gun question specifically, but at the end of the day, a 30 round clip. 30-round magazine, people hate it when I say the word clip. Sorry. A 30-round magazine, I,
1: I trip up with it, too. It's just a piece of property. Right. I mean, a lot of people would say that like, you have to be sensitive to the effects of that piece of property. You know, it's not just a magazine. It's. I don't think objects have potentialities. That's metaphysics. That's uh, uninteresting to me. But, but how can property... an excuse. But, yeah. But how can property rights be an absolute? I, I don't understand that. Not that, not that they're like absolutely inviolable, but that there should
0: be a presumption you should own anything until you demonstrate yourself to be an articulable threat, an imminent harm, or some kind of grand danger. uh, This is how constitutional jurisprudence works right now. If we want to bring it back to, oh, well, we live in a country of laws, Cody. This is how infringing on your freedom works for everything except the Second Amendment. You have a presumed right to free speech, yeah. and you can abuse it, and not until you're really, really abusing it can a court come in and stop you. Yeah. That should be how it works with the Second Amendment and
1: something like a 30-round magazine. Mm-hmm. In fact, why not? The Second Amendment's right after the first one. But but even just the idea of an amendment presupposes that, yeah, we are going to create a body of you know law, and then we're going to periodically modify that law to oh, sure. restrict or improve on human behavior. I mean, that not that just, where I'm getting to yeah, a little bit is yeah. that I think, I feel like a lot of your discourse operates in absolutes. Like you talk a lot about us being, humans being like radically free. We're so free, we have this uh, capability for spontaneous freedom and stuff. And you talk about property rights as being natural, almost akin to natural rights, Mm. and that everything that we layer on top of that as a culture is just meant to restrict all of that beautiful, wonderful freedom. But do we really live in that kind of state of freedom to begin with? I don't think we actually exist in a state of total radical freedom. That's not
0: where I begin. It, but some I say of the that language
1: sounds in, like... In the documentary, Mary, I say... Like,
0: so this is a critique of the one of the ideological mechanisms I see in society, that, oh my God, you could be you could do anything. You're so free, we should stop you from being able to do things. That's the... The impulse right. that's expressed legislatively that, oh, I, I worry that you could, like this
1: ring, you could punch someone in the face of that ring. Why should you be able to wear this ring? Yeah. I'm not trying to be ridiculous. And there's a point at which this ring probably would be considered a weapon.
0: Well, uh, sure. I'm, but just to give you an example, that what, what happens, right? Media is the, the birth of all regulation now. So something happens in the media, and these politicians with their self-interest and their political incentive decide, oh, my God, it would be terrible if... X was to happen again, let's make a law about it. That's just how politics works now. Because you could do something, it, you should be stopped. Right. And where does this end? It has no logical end, it's just circling a drain in my mind, so I don't, I don't, I'm not think, I don't think we're completely
1: connecting with uh, absolutes and I'm not completely there. No. How many people are there, like you, out there? <laughs> <laughs> how, like, how many, like, you know, no, what's, your, what's the community that you're really speaking to? Because it's obviously way beyond the, the maker bot community and like, you know, what, what people in 3D printing are doing. And it's also way outside of the gun debate itself. Mm-hmm. So, describe your community to the rest of, uh, in America, to the rest of I'm not sure. I'm not sure it's a community we were uh, we you know, I say we quite a bit but also me uh,
0: we wanted to occupy a position at the outer at the outer bound of something to where when once people especially the makers a lot of our criticism is re- reserved for the makers i'm going to get to them in yeah. a second once once they got lazy we wanted to be in a position to say no you're forgetting what this is about go back um, mm-hmm. and we we snuck in and got that position for now at least and mm-hmm. so it's a one it's a disciplinary punitive function if if you mess up we want to be there to to hold, let's, let's put it the way you put it, a more absolute position, a more disciplinary and enforcing kind of position, culturally or, or otherwise.
1: Last night at the screening, you called Brie Pettis from um, MakerBot, you called him. What did I call? Something. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, oh, I wrote down a traitor, but do you no, remember? No, I didn't call him a traitor. Not a traitor, but no. like, okay. I think I said that.
0: something. We, but you, we don't need friends like that. Okay. Because so someone did, said, so well, he's explain, sympathetic, explain, and I so what? Explain, explain the, uh, your, your, I've, your... I've heard he's actually sympathetic to what we're doing. And Bree's mm. done great things. It's So sometimes I do feel a little sorry for the criticism that we've we've trotted out against him. Because he's given so many people access to 3D printers and 3D printing. Um, obviously, he's a force for good in this community. But by trying to have it both ways and acting like nothing had happened when he pulled down the gun files and refusing to speak about it, and a lot of documentary crews had come through before and after the vice crew, always telling me Bree didn't want to talk about it, Bree had nothing to say, Bree would divert. I just thought, well, man, that's terrible. He's letting this die, and uh, he should be a force for openness and access. He's willing to get press on it. He's willing to let Forbes run pieces on how open and accessible his community is. So I thought, yeah, it was just disingenuous and in fact worked against the principles of open source and
1: and this quote unquote revolution. So we wanted to give it back. Mm. In the documentary, you talk about taking the Second Amendment argument all the way. Mm -hmm. What is all the way and how how does that compare to the way, you know, um, the NRA or even the Tea Party want to you know, interpret the second in that amendment.
0: The NRA isn't a good example. In fact, they're forced, you're going to think I'm ridiculous to say this, they're forced for gun control, they're forced for registration. How? They introduced and helped pass the 1968 Gun Control Act. It was a form of domestic protection of industry. Right. They're for industry and capital. They're not for liberalization of access and absolute property rights like we talked about earlier. That's not what they are. They're a pro-capitalist lobby. They want to protect domestic gun manufacturing in the United States first and foremost. Yes, right. they have which property. is what they're doing right now? Is... It- oh, that's just who they are. When it comes down to... Well, they have no position on me, right? It's smart for them not to, but when it actually comes to proliferation of guns, oh well, forget about it. You know, wipe their hands. And I don't want to pick a fight where one isn't necessary. They've done nothing to besmirch uh, the project or, or anything, but I just want to say they're not an equivalent to even the Tea Party. And the Tea Party certainly isn't equivalent to us. When we say all the way, we say, well, there's a structural implication um, by the Bill of Rights. You were saying, well it's about it's an amendment process. So so it suggests something like, well, we can restrict liberties. Well no, when I read what the Constitution was about, just at its structure, it seems the amendments were added on in this Federalist, and anti-federalist debate as a way of demonstrating a limitation on governmental powers. So we would amend to continue to limit government powers. At least that's the implication there. So when I take the Second Amendment all the way, like I say, I see it as a a complete limitation on congressional authority. Read the Constitution and show me anywhere in there that that Congress has the power to take a battle rifle away from me. Don't tell me, or don't ask me to justify why I need one.
1: Show me where Congress has the power to take it away from me. That's the way I read the Constitution. Sure, but but again, the, it's iterative, right? It can be amended again. It was amended yeah, yeah. to prohibit um, the, the ownership of slaves, which was a you know, uh, piece of property. Of it can be amend it again. And yeah, I'm not well, saying you can't, I'm yeah. just saying look, look at how, it's an, there are processes of constitutional
0: decision making, oh this sucks, I've been in law school too long, but so, <laughs> there, there are ways of looking at the document and reading it, mm-hmm. beyond just literalism and textualism, like the Tea Party might say, mm-hmm. that suggests how the law should be looked at. So in, in their context, the Bill of Rights suggests limitations specifically on government and Congress. Well, before limitations on individual liberties, that's right. just why they were added. Right. What do you think of the Tea Party? I'm sympathetic, but it's like a lightning rod. And one of the, what's the most social or historical function of a mob of people to demonstrate force? But what does the Tea Party do? It's not threatening. It's, 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 uh, it's part of the system. The Tea Party cleans up after itself, after it has a big rally. They are demonstrating mass docility. <laughs> if that makes sense. And I hate to sell at the Tea Party. Not that they'd be listening to a Vice podcast, but you never know. <laughs> I'm sure that there's plenty of sympathetic people all over. The thing for me is that the Tea Party is totally totally complicit and docile and loyal to this order. And in fact just feels a little bit betrayed. And then it was co-opted by people like Sarah Palin and Glenn Beck and so it wasn't a socially useful movement. Occupy had the same problem, but maybe in reverse. Occupy demonstrated that it could be, that it, it had force and it could do destruction of property, but it had no ideas. There was no content. And in the end, it just asked for more entitled nanny statism So neither neither have relevant ideas, but both are expressing frustration, and I sympathize. You went on the uh, Glenn Beck show? Yeah. What was that like? What happened on Glenn Beck? Interesting. So I still didn't know how I felt about Glenn Beck at the time. I don't think I've made a call even now. I just watched him when he did his first segment. He's such a showman. I mean, he's just, he's a good performer. Maybe you've seen him, maybe you know him. Uh, he's just, <laughs> no, it's interesting to watch him. Um, you know, does he believe it, does he not, what's the deal? And he's, especially in some from the South, and you just hear more about the Tea Party and these things down here, he kind of took his own wing of the Tea Party with him. And it became this, it, it moved from its libertarian roots to this, let's bring the culture wars back, evangelical, Christian, overtones and he just took his own Christian wing of the tea party with him to to the internet. Now they have their own show. So I was just trying to absorb as much of it as possible. I watched him. And then we engaged, kind of like you and I engaged. Right. But I felt, the whole time I felt like he was not just ambivalent about what I was doing, but in the end wanted to find a way to explain it away to his audience. So I felt actually in real danger when I was interviewing with him. I, I, I just pick up.
1: Why? Because he wanted to put 3D gun printing in some kind of a yeah, I'm worried he were. was going to explain it away as, as leftism or, or art, like something
0: to do with Occupy Wall Street and then turn his audience off of it. And I know that we need conservatives to support this. It's the NRA, Second Amendment conservatives that give us the most money. Uh, well, it's just how true. do you know?
1: Well, And how do you females, accept
0: donations? Like, PayPal, PayPal. PayPal. We get a lot of ad revenue now, so it's not like we're totally in need of donations. But the people that mail me and then say that they donated, they tell me about themselves. Oh, I'm a veteran. You know, I'm from this state, a lot of Florida, Texas, all the South, and... Well, I mean, I've had uh, major donors from overseas that
1: totally break this, this stereotype, but it just seems, by and large, most of the donors are Red State conservatives. Last night you talked about, like, wanting to build a software business. What's your future look like? Um, I don't know, I'm playing a very... I don't, I don't plan,
0: so... I, I wish that this DefCAD search engine we do will be successful, but we've taken such a hard line and are willing to play games with copyright that I think will be difficult to attract VC and, and play a traditional game. Not that I'm willing to do that, it's just that's one way to win, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So, uh, maybe, you, maybe you get bought by somebody, but that, again, that's not the strategy. Do I want Do I want to be a CEO and have some nice standard of living? Man, I don't think so. I really want, would like to do something. And I don't think physical piracy will be as important as music piracy was, one, because this is just a global culture of consumers, not producers. Uh, but man, it would be great if, uh, if we could become a peer of, of the Pirate Bay and that it would be essential for some people to, and the gun is a good way to demonstrate this, but people want access to certain objects and don't have them, mm. especially if they're a copyright. It'd be great to fly the black flag and run all over the earth and try to <laughs> try to make sure that this site stays up. That'd be fun and, and fulfilling. I don't want to just
1: you know, sit on Fifth Avenue or whatever and rake in the money. So there's, um, what happens after, so you're in grad school right now. Yeah, law school. So what happens after law school then? I do you, I may not even finish. Do you, do you, do you, yeah, how does, where does academia fit into this for you? Uh, I don't know. I mean, well, I feel like I'm contentious of academia, you, but do, at do same time, have, I'm a product of it. Uh, do you have, like, uh, critics uh, in school, where you yeah, go to school?
0: I do, but the, my professors, especially at UT are
1: all, they
0: understand what's going on, and they think, in fact, it's a pretty well-engineered postmodern brouhaha, so they high fives even if they disagree. That's just how academics are, those decadence. But uh, <laughs> It's <pretty> entertainment <laughs> for them. <laughs> exactly. They teach it in their classes yeah. a little. Uh, there's some Second Amendment scholars. Maybe they'll scholars. show this video. And <laughs> you think so? <laughs> <laughs> they'll fill up
1: like 40 minutes know. of their it's, lecture time.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure they, they're jealous of their time. They wouldn't do this. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, the Second, Second Amendment scholars, I've given some grief, like Sanford Levinson. I gave him some grief uh, in the beginning. But everyone's kind of come around. In fact, we have we have some big names uh, in law that are willing to be consultants on some of the projects. Wow, uh,
1: That's cool. Who's your biggest detractor then? Mm, you Who's mean like, like public critic? Yeah, your pu- biggest public critic.
0: Well, in terms of visibility, maybe someone like Steve Israel, but that's like, I need a better class of enemies, man. This, this person is not to be taken seriously. And in fact, I think we're working together. It's like, well, he's, he hopes I succeed so it makes his career or something i I feel like we don't have a significant enemy yet, and in fact that's something to be cultivated or, or desired mm. We don't have that element mm. down yet. It would
1: be great to have a, a nemesis of some kind mm. I don't know what it would be though. do you um you know obviously you're uh a fan of Julian assange or yeah, he's he's an important is he guy. A hero in in some way or? maybe
0: not a hero, but I liked how his his politics changed maybe he wouldn't accept how I would say this but one, I, he's in a total different class to me. I don't. I would never want to be considered a peer, or that would be an insult to him. But he was more of a leftist before he started getting in trouble after leaking these things, and then he started talking about the totalizing state and the need for. He came around after the, the state, the global states put pressure on him, and I mean he's in a fix now. But I really appreciate what he did.
1: Just give us um, um, a, a list of thinkers and 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 philosophers that have theorized this total state. Oh, the total state.
0: Mm, I'm thinking more of like just okay. cultural figures who's, who theorize the total state. So I, again, just with critical theory, I think it's more relevant to watch something like Blade Runner than to read Adorno, Nietzsche, for example. Yeah, exactly. Or like Adorno. Uh, Adorno's lazy, right? <laughs> and Marcuse is uh, depressed or something. So yeah, instead of reading One Dimensional Man, you should uh, watch Total Recall. Mm. Um, I mean, these are these are useful. In fact, why why do schools reserve such a of place for books? Why aren't why aren't TV shows more prominently put in libraries? I mean, I I take more stock these days and what's happening right now in the culture. I was just talking about Carly Ray Jepsen's song the other day. I think it's important to criticize belief in society. It's another conversation, but I mean. I think you should look at what's happening now. You don't have to go back a hundred years to find
1: relevant uh, people. So figures. give me your uh, one-minute um, film review of Zero Dark Thirty, then. I haven't seen it. I didn't oh, watch shit. it. Like you. Be- once people start, people once people watch. started talking about the, the torture, I was like, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll pass. Not because it just became controversial. I was, we should yeah. do like a film show with you. That'd be amazing. Just do like you come in and give us your. 10-minute No, I, deep, I do deep consider deep myself structure. a film critic, by the way. Well, that, no, I'm <laughs> serious. We should do a, a, a film show. I watched Alphaville the other night. I was like, this is amazing. Uh, uh, let's do it, man. Yeah, that's the state, right, in Alphaville. Yeah, the, computer, the, program the computer, the, the, the right? talking... The updating Godard. dictionary. Godard, of Godard, kind of, would, yeah, yeah. Godard would be an interesting director for you. Oh, no question, man.
0: Yeah. Uh, bicycle Thieves, right? Italian neorealism. I love it all. Uh, but again, I think you can mine culture now. In fact, like cinema is more important. It, or let's say it this way, like it is the modern literature. And maybe that's an old like cliche at this point, but I, I think it's still true,
1: so maybe I should have seen Zero Dark 30. Zero Dark, I yeah. thought you'd see. Let's uh, get some comments, answer some viewer comments. Um, so uh, TZ Prem, Premliz um, says, 58 minutes ago, said, why in the hell do you need 600 rounds? Just tell me why. Who are you shooting 600 bullets at? Um, that is a mirage of bullets that is like slaughtering. It is insane, and inhumane, Go dot, 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 sure, dot, sure. dot. So, barrage is probably what you meant, maybe. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 but I, I like, like it. mirage. Yeah, mirage is good. A mirage, mirage of
0: bullets. Yeah, etymology. Um, so, I think the question is why, he, he maybe he's asking why do we have 600 rounds in the first place and why should we be allowed to, and that's insane to even have that. But uh, the practical answer is we wanted to demonstrate in a very immediate way that you could run literally 600 rounds through this lower and don't just take our word for it, Here it is on
1: video. So it serves that visceral font. You can see it happen. That's a huge leap forward, right? Because you well, were, you did 26 rounds and the gun broke up yeah, and then yeah. it cuts to... But it's like black magic because, again, the, the lower receiver is not a very difficult
0: piece. We knew if we just tweaked it in the right way. We spent a lot of our time tweaking it, and, mm-hmm. and so it seems maybe like it was a harder process than it was. And believe me, this serves the project. You see someone like Rachel Maddow, uh, MSNBC going, oh, look at it, not failing. I know that this is black magic to some of these progressives, but again, it's a very simple thing. We just wanted to thicken it and change the curves in the right places. I'm not trying to even undersell what we did. Mm. I just don't think it was that huge of an achievement. Uh,
1: But we wanted to demonstrate that it didn't fail in a literal way. Mm. Um, It is a little bit like gun porn at some point. Yeah.
0: Well, believe me, I know that that gets views. You got that guy... um FPS Russia, yeah. one of the most successful YouTube channels because he just has access to guns that people mm-hmm. like. And he shoots, shoots them, them. And he shoots them without apology. And he blows yeah. up trucks. And so, I mean, it's just,
1: it's gun porn, specifically. Yeah. There is a lot of gun porn in our culture.
0: Yeah. Oh, all it's action every... movies. I mean, even yeah. Jim Carrey's, right, who just put out this anti-gun video, is in like Kick-Ass 2, which is nothing but uh, ultraviolence for uh, the under 13s or something. So yeah, violence seems to be a necessary part of,
1: of consuming in this culture. What can I say? Um, SKS2000 says, I don't understand what the big deal is with 3D printed guns. What Cody is doing, people have already been doing for decades, with mills and lathes. Why the sudden uproar now that someone is making guns with 3D printers? I I think I actually understand the answer to the question, but I'll first
0: comment on why the question was asked. So, yes, this this is fascinating. I think what what has happened is there's there's the maker movement, which is very hyped right now and very celebrated. And then also, there's this East and West Coast uh, misunderstanding that people were already making guns in machine shops all over the South. And in the That's minute. a misunderstanding. I think so. I, well, you hear someone like Nick, uh, like Nick, in the in the documentary, say, "Well, the ATF it changes the conversation when the ATF realizes you can make the piece for yourself." This is totally inaccurate. The ATF knows that people all over the country make gun gun parts for themselves. That's not what my ATF conversation was even about. There's this East Coast misunderstanding that. I don't think they knew that people were making gun parts, and now, so you add this new technological layer, and they all freak out. It's like realization one that people could make guns and had been doing it, and two, now they can do it in this new this new technology. But I can't explain the specific um, fever pitch that this is this is reached. But
1: it it it, it is it must be um, it is kind of an elite reaction. Because actually, all around the world, they've been making hun- guns out of just sheet metal by hand yeah. for you can years. Like we you can we make just an AK did... out of a shovel. Yeah. Saw it happen. Yeah. Uh, so it's yeah. But there's... it has to like pop into the shiny, uh, much talked about internet for it to become kind of like
0: it's it's say. some of this internet culture, tech, the tech blogs, and then the East Coast, West Coast literati got a hold of it, and you it just doesn't hurt this... that the New York Times jumps in. Right. right. You get this perfect storm, and again, we're willing to be this villainous creation, Uh, it just all works together. It's this nightmare scenario and suddenly it connects with people in a way that it hadn't before,
1: which I'm thankful for. Uh, Antonio, I'm not gonna say his last name, says, this guy is full of shit. Yeah,
0: maybe.
1: He feeds on the attention, a true maniac. The two house, 400 plus salary, defense doesn't work, guns are designed to kill or harm, houses are not, salary is not.
0: Yeah, we, well, we, we talked about the comparison. Again, it's, it's not the best defense of why you should be able to own a gun, but I was just trying to reduce it as a piece of property and that there are always excuses to take away your property for some reason, either if your property tends toward victimization or inequality or harassment. Uh, these banal ways that legislators use to expropriate us will always be there. And so I just wanted, it's not a good way of doing it, but I just wanted to make the point that a 30-round magazine is just a piece of property. Anyone can make an excuse to take it away, just like they make excuses for taking anything away. Um, but back to about being a maniac, yeah, probably. And then, You answered that actually before. Uh, sure, <laughs> and then feeding on, you know, fine. But it seems to me it's Sour Grapes. Obviously he's against my position. Just
1: getting a few swings in. Last question, I, you know, we've talked a little bit hypothetically, um, but let's have one more hypothetical. A terrorist, a foreign terrorist, not a domestic terrorist, gets a hold of some part manufactured via a open source file on the internet, that leads to the death of thousands of people here in the states. How, well, how would that even work? I mean. I'm, I'm willing to give it to you. Just some kind of, let's say, we go from 3D printing of guns to 3D printing of you know, nuclear yeah. detonators or something. Uh, but I'm just uh, saying, I'll if, if you, you talk about um, the yeah. materials getting better and the processes yeah. getting better, let's well, say they get really <laughs> fucking good and they get, yeah. they get to be... Uh, I don't think you're going to pop out
0: fast-breed you know, plutonium reactors anytime soon, but I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Maybe someone can... Um, I just don't... One, I just don't think it's realistic just spending this time in the technology like we have. Just don't, there are just chemical, elemental limitations on making explosives, radioactive but you, things. Mm-hmm. But I, let's give it to you. What if someone does a lot of harm with an open source file? That comes from your site. Yeah. 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 Uh, one question, maybe this is because of some of the legal studies, the first thing I think of is liability. What's our liability because of this licensing regime? Is this enough to take us down? Does this mean we should pursue protection from but ex- other jurisdictions? Outside of the legalities, like yeah. how, how do you feel like... I'm just breaking it down for you. Yeah. So it's not happened yet, so I can't know exactly how I'd feel. I'm, I'm sure that there'd be some sympathy or... or each, each situation like this has its own particularities and, and details that drive how you'd feel about it. So maybe... I'm sure it would feel bad, but I accept that I accept that something like that might happen. I really do, I just accept that it, it would. I mean, that's how, that's how a gun works. I don't think a lot of people went up to Samuel Colton and said, well, you know, someone might shoot somebody with
1: one of these, it just, it's assumed. Just because I'm trying to understand you a lot better, would you be willing to say that yes, you accept that something like that might happen, but that you would uh, mourn the loss of life?
0: I think I think that's fair, just, but does it sound? Just Life. I'm not itself? sure if it sounds authentic to say. Well, I would mourn the loss of life. I I want to be as authentic as possible about it in my reaction, so I'm willing to withhold judgment almost completely. I don't know how I would react, but I think I would react humanely. But is
1: there not like some you know humanist sort There's of? There's
0: no justification thing. for for stopping what we would do.
1: That. I'm, like, I'm, just get, up, I'm just but, trying to get I'm just trying to get your your reaction to the loss of human life. Yeah. As a yeah. concept. You know.
0: If I could, just a sidebar then, so we've, we've had this conversation, and this happens quite a bit, and it always confuses me. It's like I've violated some pact, some neoliberal pact, and uh, why, why aren't these conversations happening with arms manufacturers, or in fact the Department of Justice or DOD, who we know just give these guns away to rebel groups all over the world? And real guns, real guns that do real harm, and actually work, and could be in service for a hundred years. And instead, it's like, well, what are you, Mr. Tinker? Why do you want to hurt the world? It just seems to me to be a distraction and almost to the point of a diversion.
1: From why I'm trying to get you to say that you don't want people to die (laughs) and that ultimately change would be better if people didn't die. Yeah, This is, of course, true,
0: but it's not going to stop. I don't want people to die. Why would I want people to die? I'm not trying to, it's not even a Leninist, well, you got to break some eggs. Uh, That's not my attitude about it. But the files will be up because I believe in access. And this, is, uh, this makes me self-conscious, because is it really that important? Are people really, anytime soon, going to be printing these printable guns and using them to effect? Uh, and I, I don't probably,
1: know. Probably not, but the fact that you made a distinction between you and uh, uh, Leninism is, I think, worthwhile. <laughs> is it? For people to know. Okay, sure, it's sure. It's worthwhile for me to know, that's for sure.
0: There's this attitude, right? That, well, and look, I respect Lenin and his place in history, but you know, that's a callous attitude. And I don't have it. I really don't. But if I seem if I seem colder it's just because I it's a it's principle and why should my principles change because some factor upstream changes? It's not how principle
1: works. It's, it's I, not how I think it works. I think uh, I think I'm satisfied <laughs> with this interview. <laughs> and uh, uh, yeah, I know it was good talking to you. Yeah. It yeah, was fun. yeah. I enjoyed it very much. Thanks for, thanks yeah. for coming by.